0: Hey, guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this?
1: Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues, they pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league setting. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app for fantasy football this season. Head to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL. Your all in one fantasy football manager. Squad QL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer trusted by over a 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale. Thank you so much for joining us. With me today is a very special guest we have. Uh, he is a writer and contributor of ours. He is a uh knows everything about all sports in Wisconsin. And uh just flat out, all around, nice guy. Our guest today is JJ Gosh. Thanks for joining us, JJ. How's it going, man? What's
1: going on, Dale? Thanks for having me. I appreciate that uh, that huge intro. And uh, if I ever yell into the microphone, I apologize. Uh, the Brewer game, Brewers Dodgers, is about to uh, kick off here shortly.
0: Okay, and that reaches our baseball talk for the night. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, you know, Better I was going to say. <laughs> that's true. I was going to say um, a. A first name so nice they named him twice. JJ, gosh, you ever heard that before?
1: I actually have not. I've heard a lot of jokes about the last name, but I've never heard that before.
0: Uh, I should have opened with that because my opening, I was doing it on the cuff, and I should have, uh, I should have, I should have said what I, what I uh, rehearsed in the shower earlier. So, anyways, think guys, about me
1: in the shower. That's, that's good to know.
0: Hey, there you go. It's it's uh, easily fantasy all the time for me. Uh, <laughs> For those of you not familiar with the show or joining us again, we appreciate it. Um, You may recognize my voice. You think I'm nasally normally, but I am like super nasally now because uh, for the past like month or no, for the past week I've had a cold. Before that, Hurricane Florence came. I had tons of visitors because we had people evacuating from the coast to go see uh, to come see us in Greensboro, which is like central North Carolina. And then stupid Hurricane Michael came. And it was worse in Florence, and we had no power, and then we had guests after guests coming up and seeing uh, my daughter and, uh, and family and stuff, so it's been non-stop for like three weeks, so you haven't heard my voice, but I'm going to talk as much as I can today because I know you guys all miss me so much. Um, I did bring in JJ just to bring in a little bit of sanity to the podcast, so get ready for that. Uh, yeah, guys. I'm
1: glad you and Armando are both doing okay after the hurricane down there.
0: Yeah, yeah, Armando's fine. Uh, his stuff didn't get damaged too. I mean, he's on the coast, but he got pretty right. lucky over there. But um, yeah, no, we had a bunch of down. Michael was way worse than Florence was, and I mean, it's crazy because Michael, you know, had to go through Florida and Alabama and all that stuff, and it hit us hard here. Um, yeah. you know, it took us like it took like a day and a half to get to us from the coast, and uh, we had down trees. I had I didn't have power from Thursday to uh, Monday, so that sucked. Damn. Um, but anyways. At least it's uh, good weather, we just open the windows. But uh, before we get started, I do want to mention, uh, you can go to EatSleepFantasy.com for all the articles, all the ones that JJ's posted. He did a ton for the draft kit, Uh, he continues to write through the season, really, really good stuff. Um, You Jeff, definitely check it out, just go to the articles section on EatSleepFantasy.com. Today we are going to talk about my rest of season rankings. So for those of you not sure what to do with your lineups from week six and on, I guess week seven now, right? Um, For those of you not sure what to do, you can go to eatsleepfantasy.com and click on the rankings page, and there's a little link for rest of season rankings. Click that, and uh, you'll see my rankings for now. I think Armando and Christian are working on theirs. Uh, Put a lot of work into it. Um, So definitely check it out. If you have questions, especially about trades and stuff, it'll help you out. I want to go through this with J.J. today just to kind of get his thoughts and opinions on some of my rankings and see maybe if he can change my mind on a couple of things. Maybe he agrees, but it would be nice to just get somebody else's opinion here. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, we can kind of get right in. Well, first of all, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, J.J.
1: Uh, well, Dale's intro kind of did it for me. It's all things Wisconsin sports. Been a Packers fan since birth. Uh, reside in a suburb of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Love contributing to the Eat Sleep Fantasy podcast and website. Uh, specifically, love statistical analysis. You'll see that in some of my most recent articles. Uh, I did a quarter one review uh, comparing this year's scoring to all the last four years total. Um, I will be continuing to do that through quarters two, three, and four of the NFL season. Um, yeah kind of go from there
0: yeah and for those of you who know eat sleep fantasy uh you know that we don't really promote our stuff well enough uh jj he did some awesome work on that and uh i don't know if i tweeted I, i'm pretty sure i like retweeted or tweeted it out but it needs definitely more promotion because you put a lot of work into it and it's really actually really useful information just to see uh just compare it's uh pretty good stuff so definitely check that out yeah uh what's your favorite food jj
1: I am a huge fan of a gyro. You know, I'm assuming you know what that is. Yes, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, correct Correct pronunciation gyro.
1: Oh, that's not true at all. It's a gyro.
0: (laughs) People call it a gyro, though, right? I called it a gyro growing up. Yeah. But I'm just a South Florida idiot.
1: (laughs) I'm a Midwest idiot. What do I know?
0: All right, um, so let's. Uh, I'm going to do some rankings. I think it'll be fun to play a game, and because you're on the podcast, I think I can get away with playing this game. If I was with Christian, I know he would definitely veto it and do his own thing. But since uh, you're on the podcast, I think I can get away with it. Um, I'm want to play. I don't know. You ever heard of that game, Two Truths and a Lie?
1: I have not. Please explain it to me.
0: Okay. Uh, basically, uh, you know, like. You play a game you could say, you know, okay, you know, you give, you basically, you give somebody three options and two of those are truth and one of them is a lie. Okay. And the other person has to decide which one of these is a lie. Like, you know, I could say, um, you know, I've, uh, I've caught a 200 pound marlin. I've caught a uh, 30 pound mahi mahi and I have, uh, and I've swam with sharks. Now there's two choices. And one lie in that sentence. And I don't you
1: believe you can lift 200 pounds. Ah, oh, J, J, J,
0: J, J. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. Actually, all those were a lie. But <laughs> right, that's... Well, I
1: wasn't wrong then.
0: <laughs> all right. So I'm going to get right into it. Let's. Uh, in some of these, I'm, look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am in the process of doing my rest of the season rankings. The really hard part comes, like, I could I could do the top 80% with pretty good accuracy, I feel. The bottom 20% is almost impossible. Uh, so I try, I do my best, I move things around, um, but I wouldn't bet my life on, like, the bottom 20% of my rest of season rankings. I'm just uh, putting that out there. I, I feel okay about it, and I did the best I can. Maybe it's better than your guess, but I'm just putting it out there that uh, it gets really hard in the bottom 20% of all these lists. So I want to start with the quarterbacks, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you two truths and a lie here, and you tell me which one is a lie, okay? Sure. Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback, rest of the season. Deshaun Watson is outside of my top 10. Phillip Rivers is inside the top 15.
1: Um based on all the hype you gave him this year I'm gonna say the lies that Watson is out of your top 10 I believe he was your number one coming into the season so that would be quite the fall
0: yeah uh you are right uh, Deshaun Watson is actually my number eight quarterback for the rest of the season and that even actually hurt me <laughs> um ranking <laughs> him so low because I did have him number one uh overall preseason. um
1: so you do believe that Mahomes is going to be number 1 rest of the season?
0: I do. I do. I, I think there's just too much there's too much goodness coming out of him. When I don't think if you had any other quarterback, even Aaron Rodgers and 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 I want to hear your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers rest of the season. But even even Aaron Rodgers, I think if you have Patrick Mahomes and any other quarterback, I think you're starting Patrick Mahomes. I mean, uh and, and I'll get to my kind of um my Aaron Rodgers thoughts in a second. But I mean, the dude's played six games, over sixty percent completion percentage, and eighteen hundred passing yards. Over eighteen hundred passing yards already—that's outrageous. Not to mention he, uh, you know, he's throwing a ton of touchdowns. Right. What I—I I guess first, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers here, and I'm going to get to Deshaun Watson in a second. But let's talk about your ranking with Aaron Rodgers. Do you have him? Would you have him number one rest of the season? I would. It's, yeah, you can't it's argue
1: with the talent. I mean, I'm not saying that you're crazy for having Mahomes there. I think Mahomes will be top five rest of season. That's not bold. That's not a hot take or anything like that. But it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's going to have Cobb coming back healthy. He's going to have Geronimo Allison coming back healthy. I think with the weapons he has and the track record he's shown, to me, he's number one.
0: Sure. I mean, he does now – Patrick Mahomes has a couple of rough games ahead of him, and he has Cleveland, which has been surprisingly pretty decent against the pass. Uh, Arizona again, which is crazy to say, um, hasn't given up a ton of passing yards, mainly because people rush so well against him. Um, but they do. He does have Oakland. He does have uh, the Chargers, um, and he has a Week Twelve bye. So. I think even regardless of the matchups, I still really like Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think I can not start him over anybody. Now, Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, the only reason I'm not crazy about him is he does also have a couple of uh, rough uh, rough marks on his schedule. He does play the, his next two games, actually. Coming off the bye, luckily, he you know he does have a bye week seven, but he's playing the Rams in New England back-to-back. Now, Miami's a pretty cake game, and then he has Seattle. So... This is going to be pretty interesting to see how he plays against the Rams coming out of the bye, and then New England, who I think they're effective. I think they could be effective stopping the pass game, Uh, but we'll see how that. And then later on, they have Minnesota, which hasn't been playing well, but you think in a couple weeks maybe they get it together. Uh, We'll see
1: yeah i mean i'm actually pretty excited to see how the packers uh play against the rams and the patriots those are both road games by the way so it's going to be tough coming off the bye um but if you want to look super far ahead into fantasy playoffs um i'm using my fantasy league that's probably my favorite platform Um uh, if they're not a sponsor. I apologize for plugging someone who's not a sponsor.
0: Yeah, you just lost uh, this money. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh week 14 Mahomes gets the Ravens who they are second worst against quarter or four quarterbacks. Uh fantasy championships week 16 he gets Seattle who's ranked third against quarterbacks. So if you're in the fantasy playoffs, it might be hard to trust Mahomes whereas Rodgers gets the Falcons, Bears, and Jets in weeks 14, 15, 16. So he has a much easier road in the fantasy playoffs, for what that's worth.
0: Sure. And when we're talking about these top guys, I mean, let's be honest here. Like these matchups, I'm, we're I mean, we're kind of spouting them off, but they don't they're not really scaring anybody. I mean, these guys are so elite that you know, even against a really good defense, they're gonna they're gonna do their thing. Still, it might slow them down a little bit. That's what we have to, you know. That's I think that's what maybe made me drop Aaron Rodgers down just a notch. Um, but it didn't really change my Patrick Mahomes opinion uh, too much. Um, I just I just think he's matchup proof, um, mm-hmm. like like some of the elite fantasy quarterbacks now. Yeah. So I guess my Deshaun Watson take, uh, you know, this offense just hasn't moved like we thought it would. Deshaun Watson didn't pick up where he left off. And, uh, man, it's really disappointing for me. But one thing about talking about fantasy for has many hours and days and months that it, we talk about fantasy it's important to know you know when we're wrong and admit when we're wrong and uh, i was flat wrong about deshaun watson just you know just didn't just isn't delivering um there's, yeah. there's no way to see it i mean the, he has a couple tough games ahead of him he plays jacksonville then denver then he has his bye then he plays a couple you know a couple of teams that are surprisingly decent at at the pass, against the pass. washington tennessee and cleveland back-to-back-to-back. Uh, to back to
1: back, so, Yeah, he's currently quarterback 10, which, I mean, he's still quarterback 1, but he's got zero top-five finishes, top-five weekly finishes. He's got two finishes outside the top 20, so he's barely been a quarterback 2 in a handful of weeks. And like you said, he's got Jacksonville. He hasn't played them yet, so he's got them twice. He's got two other matchups against top-10 defenses against the pass. I mean, it's it's a tough road.
0: Yep, yep. And the other guy I mentioned, uh, Philip Rivers, he, he's going to get the job done. And Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers, right? But mm-hmm. for me, he's he's a fifteenth. I I am a two choose and a lie thing. I said top fifteen, and he landed exactly at fifteen for me. Uh, and I believe if you're looking at like fantasy pros, that's where they're ranking him too. Um, and, and I think that's about the right ranking for him. I don't think that he's much better or much worse than, than a top fifteen guy. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to start getting it going, and I think their offense and defense will start playing better towards the end of the season. So I think they they have a really good shot, um, you know, to to continue and uh, keep the fire going. Uh, they they have an off and on schedule for the rest of the year, so the schedule doesn't do a huge thing. They have a week eight bye, but uh, yeah. I mean, what what are your thoughts on Phillip Rivers here?
1: Philip Rivers, like so far, he's he's on fire. Uh, but one of the things with him is historically he's kind of turned the ball over a ton. And he's only thrown three picks so far this year. So I feel like the turnovers are coming. It's just a matter of when they come. Um, so kind of temper your expectations with him rest of the season. And, I mean, he's going to be solid. He'll be a back-end quarterback one some weeks. He'll be a high-end quarterback two of the others. But, I don't know, he's just not a sexy name to, to say or to rank.
0: The one, and and we'll get off quarterbacks in just a second. Uh, And, again, if you guys want to see all these uh, rest-of-season rankings, go to uh, our website and click rankings and follow the link to the rest-of-season rankings. Uh, One guy's Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, That's another interesting, I mean, when you're going through some of this stuff, it's like, you know, these perennial guys, you know, it's hard sometimes separating the emotions from your, you know, from the – You know, from actual sometimes when you're looking at Ben Roethlisberger, you think of the years, um, you know, inside the top 12. And and I have him at 11 again this year to uh, to finish out the season as uh, the 11th best quarterback. You you like him a little bit better than than the top, say, 12, 11, 12 range.
1: I do. He's currently quarterback six. So he's, you know, top half quarterback one. He only has two games left against top 10 defenses versus the quarterback. He's about to well maybe about to get LeVeon Bell back. Uh his home road splits, the, the mantra that he's so much worse on the road. He's really only had one game one bad game on the road. Uh that was week one against the Browns. Since then he's played I and mean, granted it's Tampa and they're awful against everybody, but he scored twenty nine fantasy points against Tampa and twenty four uh at Cincinnati. So his whole home road splits. I'm not. I'm not buying it. Uh, he's got a much easier road than a lot of other quarterbacks. I I think, I believe ECR has him as quarterback twelve. I don't see why he would fall below where he's currently at, quarterback six.
0: After his buy, he plays Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, and then he. I mean, he has a pretty pretty good schedule. Carolina, Jacksonville might be tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Denver, uh, Chargers, Oakland. New Orleans and, uh, I'm sorry, New England and New Orleans. So not a not a horrible schedule coming up. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, two of his next four, he's at the Ravens and at the Jaguars. Those are probably the only two games I would even consider sitting him. Uh, other than that, I mean, fire him up.
0: Yep, yep. I In a, in a league, I had Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson, which kind of kicks me in the ass now because they're both on bye this week. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to keep them and maybe drop, I don't know somebody uh, to get just a pick up another, um, another quarterback, but you know, rest of the season, I'm having a really hard time benching Ben Roethlisberger as well as he's played. Um, you know, and, and as inconsistent as Wilson has been, I'm I think, you know, I mean, last, you see last week been almost through for 400 yards. Uh, I, you know, I think, you know, I think he'll get put, you know, have those multiple touchdown games again, peppered in and, you know, the high, uh, three, three fifties, and he's hit 450 one time this season against Kansas City. So um, definitely has the potential and he has the weapons to to help him. So like you said, Le'Veon Bell, uh, and we'll talk about him in a second, but Le'Veon Bell may be coming back, which is only going to help him, but we'll see.
1: Right. And you, had, not to get too deep into him, but Russell Wilson, you had touched on him. He's kind of historically been a slow starter. Uh, his last two games have both been over 20 points uh, with less than 25 pass attempts. So he's super efficient. Um, if the volume comes, I think he's going to have another kind of big second half. What do you think about that?
0: You know, I, I he is a historically slow starter. I don't know if you can rest your your opinions on that he just starts slow every year. and I, It's not enough for me to say, okay, he's going to start doing better now. You're right. He, he's, he's had three touchdowns the last two games. I'm sorry, three touchdowns per game the last two games. Uh, so it seems like he's doing a little bit better. But, I mean, he had weeks three, four, and five. He had under 200 passing yards. Um, barely, you know, had 222 week six against Oakland. Uh, granted, he did have three touchdowns against Oakland. But still, the passing yards, he, the weapons just aren't there for him. Um, now, well, hope
1: Baldwin's back now
0: true right and uh and definitely proved himself last week uh with a good performance but still i mean 222 yards last last week uh 17 for 23 it's it's just not enough not just not enough for me to say to to trust wilson
1: yeah i would need to see it also um but i did just take a look at it in 2016 and 2017, three of his first five weeks were sub 20 point uh, fantasy games, and in 2018, same thing. Three of his first five. So he's <laughs> kind of on pace with what he's done the last few years. Um, but like you said, I would need to see it before I trust it.
0: And you know, just it, it, are you going to rest? You know, like if if you're really like publishing these rankings, are you going to Is that enough information to make? You know, is that enough information to base your opinion off of? I don't know if it is, or if it's just, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I mean, I'm coming gonna...
1: off his bye, though, he gets Detroit Week Eight, so that might be a matchup that you want to take a look at.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, let's uh, before you go to running backs, let's take a break here and um, and get to hear a word from uh, one of our sponsors. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the running backs. Let's do two choose and a lie again, JJ. Okay. I am going to say, let's see, Kareem Hunt inside the top five, Mark Ingram inside the top ten, Alvin Kamara outside the top ten.
1: Oh, man. I know you historically haven't liked Kamara, but outside the top ten is aggressive. Uh what was the Mark Ingram one that he was inside the top ten?
0: Inside the top ten.
1: I think that's gonna be your lie.
0: Okay. Uh the results are Mark Ingram is inside my top ten. Oh Alman Kamara is outside my top ten. Ooh. <laughs> uh let's talk that's, about Kareem. <laughs> let's talk
1: that's bold. But yeah, alright. Let's Kareem Hunt.
0: Well we'll talk about Kareem Hunt really quick. Kareem uh, Hunt's another guy I never really loved last year. I know I heard a lot from Christian. I never liked Cream Hunt. And uh, about, I don't know, week six or seven last week, uh, last year, he hit, a I guess you can call his rookie wall and uh, stopped performing for like eight weeks in a row. Uh, but he's proved himself this year. I mean, he is right now, uh, week after week, doing very well, even on limited attempts. I mean, last week against New England, 10- 10 rushing attempts for 80 yards, very solid. And then when he is getting the large amount of work, like against Jacksonville, he had 22 carries. He still had 87 yards and a touchdown. Um, and and his, his receiving yards are actually not horrible. Last couple games, he started off slow, but against New England, he had over 100 receiving yards. And against Denver, he had 50 receiving yards. So um, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit more on this hunt train. And uh, actually, I'm kind of going, starting to go the other way, and liking them more than a lot of other people are. So I hope Christian is listening to this podcast uh, because uh, I, I actually do believe in this Chiefs, Chiefs offense. They're going, and this is kind of a uh, um, testament to how much I like Mahomes because I do think this Kansas City Chiefs offense is going to move no matter what, and that just equals more opportunity for Kareem Hunt, similar to uh, like Melvin Gordon, uh, just because that offense is going to move. Melvin Gordon's going to get a lot of touches inside the 10 and five, and that only helps your running back. So I have Kareem Hunt inside my top five, actually sitting at number five overall.
1: Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, he's got 15 touches in every single game so far. It's only been six games, but that's still a big enough sample size. Uh, we just got to hope that Andy Reid doesn't forget he's there like he did for eight games last year.
0: Right, right. You know, people are blaming coaching, and – and again, now I'm going to sound like I hate Cream Hunt all of a sudden again. <laughs> but I, I just think Cream Hunt hit a wall that he couldn't get around. I, I just don't think that he he could do it. Maybe, you know, the schedule. Uh, I mean, they rode him pretty hard in the beginning of the season. And I just think he kind of ran out of gas. And I think uh, Andy Reid knew that. And, um, you know, and, and did what was best for him and, and, you know, throttled him back a little bit. Uh, but it's shown; it's paying off now, you know, over uh, – He's almost four and a half yards per carry this year. It's um, is pretty solid. So, yeah. Cream Hunt is legit. And, uh, yeah. And, and again, I'm going to kind of go back to, you know, looking at the rest of the season rankings, you know, using this to trade as well. You know, if you, if you want somebody like Kareem Hunt and you have, say, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who I have as in standard at least as my number seven running back, you know, you can see where I think where they should be and you know maybe make that trade. Or if you have James Conner or Sony Michelle, try to get Kareem Hunt for him. So you can kind of look at my rankings and decide who to trade and not to trade for Kareem Hunt if you really like him and if you believe what I'm saying. So uh, that's why I think it's important to put out these uh, rest-of-season rankings here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, I guess we go back to uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, number eight running back rest-of-season. I know he had a pretty decent... Showing last week with a couple touchdowns. uh, I believe, wasn't that Mark Ingram? Didn't he score? He had a. Yeah, he did have two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. 16 carries, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, This is another running back. Uh, Opportunity is king, and uh, definitely got the opportunity to score a couple touchdowns. Now, the whole question is is Mark Ingram good enough, and are they going to give him enough opportunity to continue to have this output? Uh, I actually want to hear your thoughts and opinions on marking Ingram moving forward. Um, and and we'll, I guess we can kind of start merging in the oven Kamara talk with it. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, last year they were historic. No duo finished higher than them ever from the same team. Uh, I don't think that that's going to happen again. Um, I do think that they're both going to be valuable. I think they'll both be startable any given week. I just... I think it's going to kind of ebb and flow with the season and kind of game flow and things like that. I mean, if, if the Saints get off to a big lead, it could be a big Mark Ingram game. Uh, if they're chasing points, it's probably going to be, be a big Alvin Kamara game. I just, I don't know that I could rank either of these in my top, you know, eight or 10 confidently. Um, but I know that they'll both have their games the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with all those points. Um you know, with with Alvin Kamara, I'd never been a huge believer in him, like you said. And I, I, now with his opportunities even limited even more, uh, I just I think what we saw uh, last week in Alvin Kamara won't be his, you know, it, that's not going to be what we expect, obviously. I, I don't think he had a good game at all. But I don't think we're going to expect anything what we saw in the beginning of the season. I don't even think it's even going to be even close. I have a feeling that he will finish outside the top 10 more than he will finish inside the top 10 week to week for the rest of the season. Um, and, you know, I have him at 11. That's not horrible. I mm-hmm. just don't have him as high as a lot of others. So yeah, it'll be uh, interesting.
1: I'm with you. I think he's going to finish probably RB, you know, 12 to 24 more often right. than he finishes one to twelve, but when right. he does finish as an RB one, it's probably gonna be a high end RB one if the cha- if the Saints are chasing points and he gets ten catches for hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns.
0: Sure, sure. Uh some of the other guys, some of my other running backs that I mentioned here, uh let's see, we have um Todd Gurley is my number one rest of the season. Not really a, a huge surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh David Johnson was a hard one for me to rank. Because he has gotten bailed out by a few touchdowns here and there. Um, but I have him at 12 overall rest of the season. Um, Le'Veon Bell I kind of threw in there expecting that he's going to play somewhere. I mean, that's really hard. and Maybe he comes back and plays for Pittsburgh on a limited basis with James Cotter. I, I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, I kind of threw a dart in there and put him at 13. That's probably too high. But uh, and that will definitely be adjusted as a week goes on and, and we figure out exactly where Le'Veon Bell's going to go and what he's going to do. Um, so that that's a really interesting one for me. If you're doing your rest-of-season rankings, where would you have Bell? I mean, I'm that's, at 13.
1: That's probably the safest that you could go. Like that's I feel like that's kind of hedging, and, and that's fine because yeah, if he's back and he's Le'Veon Bell, he's going to be probably a top-three option. But if he right. waits – a few more weeks, or if he comes back and he's in a timeshare for a few weeks, he's probably going to finish like RB 15 to 18. So it's, it's, I think it's right where it needs to be where you have him.
0: Right. Right. Uh, another one of my guys, uh, I do like Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson has played fairly well when he gets the work, uh, last week against Carolina, 17 carries for 97 yards. Didn't find the end zone, but I expect a couple more, uh, a couple more red zone trips, uh I'm sorry, a couple more end zone trips for Adrian Peterson moving forward. If he can get sixteen to eighteen carries, uh, he's still a very effective running back. I mean, this year he is averaging four point four yards per carry, which is solid. And especially especially for Adrian Peterson, let's not forget how you know he's uh, how old is he? He's uh
1: thirty three, I think.
0: Yeah, he was born in eighty five, so
1: which for running uh, back that's that's, yeah. that's pretty old.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean maybe he you know, his legs were saved the last couple of years and you know, he's uh he's back at it. But uh I think I think Adrian Peterson is definitely a very solid, formidable R B two rest of the season for sure. He, I think he's a high in R B two ahead of guys like Tevin Coleman, Marshawn Lynch, Carlos Hyde, Jordan Howard. I have Adrian Peterson ahead of all those guys. Um, is
1: that with the Devonta Freeman news that he's been put yes. on IR?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to, I have Tevin Coleman at sixteen overall. Okay. Is that too low?
1: Um, maybe just a just a little. Only because I mean, you want running backs in high powered offenses, and Atlanta is a high powered offense. I think Adrian Peterson is just going to be a little game script dependent. I mean, if they're chasing points, it's it's going to be all Chris Thompson. So that concerns sure. me a little bit.
0: Sure. I get it. Um, Tevin Coleman, just looking at his uh, just over three and a half yards per carry. Last week, 10 rushes for 35 yards. He did have a reception. Edo uh, Smith, uh, that's his name, right? Edo Smith? Yep. Um, I guess Tevin Coleman's handcuffed now. <laughs> uh, handcuffed to the handcuff. Uh, Vulture to touchdown. Two touchdowns. Um so we'll see uh we'll see how that goes and how well Tevin Coleman performs for us this season. I I guess I'm kind of being safe on Tevin Coleman. I'm I'm not super bullish on him. I do I still like him though and you know 16. Yeah, I mean yeah, you know, so, he's an silent. RB2. I he's think an RB2.
1: He'll, he'll be a back end RB1 some okay. weeks, back end RB2 others, but I, you have him in a good spot I just was curious where he was versus somebody who is game script dependent like Peterson is.
0: Sure, sure. I got you. Um, let's see I have Lamar Miller it was really hard for me because I am a Lamar Miller lover if you Congrats. follow us on Twitter <laughs> I know I have him at 27 and and that was hard to do um, Like just like looking at some of the other guys on the list I had to put uh, like Matt Breida LaShawn McCoy Alex Collins all ahead of him um, but I think that's just where he deserves to go I mean I have Aaron Jones at 28 right after Lamar Miller and I think I might have to uh, move Aaron Jones above Lamar Miller now too um but that's that's about where the cutoff point is for me. Okay. What are your thoughts on Aaron Jones as a Green Bay guy?
1: Oh man, if if you listen to my podcast with, with John um earlier well, last week I guess, I was beating the drum for Aaron Jones pretty hard. He is by far the best running back the Packers have. Uh and Mike McCarthy just doesn't want to give our good players the ball, apparently. So that's it's very frustrating, but until the timeshare stops. Uh, you can't trust him as more than a back-end RB2 anyway.
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, I want to say something. Um, this is definitely not a knock against you um, because I think you did tweet out something like this, and I don't really care about you. <laughs> but uh, that, this is going to sound bad. I, I didn't mean to sound like that. I do care about you, JJ. <laughs> um, every time Aaron Jones does anything good at all, every single analyst on Twitter and I'm not going to name names because some of them are friends, but every single analyst will say how good Aaron Jones is and some some form of uh, Aaron Jones needs to be unleashed, uh, coaching sucks, uh, Aaron Jones is a really good running back. Like, everybody wants to plant their flag on Aaron Jones saying how good Aaron Jones is, but he'll never be a good fantasy running back because blah, 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 blah. Like... I don't know. I, I I guess I'm just kind of venting. I don't even know where this is going. Uh, but every time every time Aaron Jones does anything, just twi- check Twitter and you'll see probably your top eight out of ten analysts uh, saying something about Aaron Jones.
1: I know exactly which analysts you're talking about, and we're not going to name names. But uh, so Pro Football Focus measures everything that a running back does and gives you a grade based on that and and how you perform. Last year's Todd Gurley, so you know, offensive player of the year Todd Gurley, uh, had an eighty-two point six grade, and through not not including yesterday's game because I didn't check it since, but Aaron Jones had an eighty-two point one overall grade. I'm not calling him Todd Gurley. I'm just saying he sure. graded out pretty pretty similarly. Uh, right. But McCarthy doesn't trust him. So why? I don't know. He's his quote uh 2 weeks ago was there's more to being a running back than just running the ball and I completely agree and so do the people at Pro Football Focus and can't figure it out. Can't figure out why he's not on the field more. He had one drop in the Monday night game. That's that's, that's really all I can say that he did poorly last night.
0: It's crazy. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers likes him. Yeah, Aaron Aaron he Rogers, wants him on so, the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Anyway,
1: <laughs> sorry, that was my, my soapbox for Aaron Jones. <laughs> All
0: right, uh, just another, just a couple, I'll read off a couple names here. Um, I'll go a little bit further down the list for you guys. Uh, I have Isaiah Crowell at 33. Oh, here's a good one. I have Corey Clement at 34 and Wendell Smallwood at 39. Uh, did a lot of looking and hemming and hawing. I do think Corey Clement ends up. Uh, edging out Wendell Smallwood just by a little bit. Um, do you have a an opinion on either or, or should I just move on?
1: I don't. I mean, I, you're not going to be able to trust either one yeah. as more than a flex any given sure. week. So I mean, where you got them is pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a running back by committee type situation, anyways. But uh, I don't know. I just if you have to pick one, I'm going Corey Clement here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have Derek Henry way down the list.
1: <laughs> he's even on the list
0: <laughs> I've CJ Anderson on the list <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that's about it so uh again dot com for these rankings let's go to the wide receivers and then if you guys want to know anything else make sure you check out the website but we'll do wide receivers and then uh we'll kind of start wrapping it up here I'll start off with two choosing in a lot here JJ yep. you ready for this hit me alright let's see uh Odell Beckham Jr. is my number 10 wide receiver. Adam Thielen is in my top three. And. And sorry, that was a long pause there. (laughs) Mike (laughs) Evans outside my top 10.
1: Um. I believe Mike Evans would probably be outside the top 10.
0: Uh, So it's Bill Beckham as my number 10 or Adam Thielen in my top three.
1: I'm going to say that the lie would be Thielen's in your top three only because a lot of people, he's not the sexy name of Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. I'm guessing he's outside your top three.
0: JJ, if there's anything you need to know about me, it's I don't care about sexiness. (laughs) Well, that's fair. Uh, I do have Adam Thielen as my number three overall wide receiver, and I have Odell Beckham Jr. as my number 10 wide receiver. I have Mike Evans at number 11. Um,
1: Then you just gave me three truths. You set me up for failure.
0: Oh, did I? You did. Oh, I did. You're right. (laughs) Oops. I suck at games. Maybe that's why Christian doesn't like to play with me. I get it, him. I get it. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we'll just move on. Uh, Adam Thielen, I really, really, really like Adam Thielen uh, more than the expert consensus. So does Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, man. It's crazy, right? Uh,
1: He loves that dude.
0: Adam Thielen, and and this kind of makes me happy and makes me proud because I was pumping, uh, planting my flag all over Adam Thielen all preseason, and I'm glad it's kind of working out. Uh, every Every single game this year has over 100 receiving yards, Multiple touchdowns this year already four for the season. Uh, dude is a beast. Uh, Ten plus targets every single game, including a nineteen target game, a fifteen target game. Um, is there any slowing him down? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, stuff on Diggs is doing his thing, but Adam Thielen is uh, Adam Thielen is legit.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's leading the league in targets. I believe he's also leading it in catches and receiving yards. Uh, Touchdowns, it's not like he's Julio. I mean, he's getting in the end zone. Yep. And the best thing about the Vikings' offense is that they play him in the slot more often than not. So Diggs will get the tougher matchup, and Thielen gets kind of the lesser cornerbacks playing out of the slot. So he's always going to be Kirk Cousins' first read.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, Last year, a lot of... uh... A lot of Adam Thielen, a lot of the reason why people weren't really believing in him because of his low touchdown rate um, last year. And, and I expected that to go up because of his targets and catches, and they are. So um, it's it's all working out. Uh, yep. I I really like Adam Thielen this year for the rest of the season. Uh, let's take a quick look at Adam Thielen's schedule, which I don't think is too bad. Uh, he plays the Jets and New Orleans and Detroit. Then he has his bye. Um, he does play New England and Seattle late in the year, and he plays Detroit Week 16, which uh, which should be, should be pretty decent. Now, how much of Adam Thielen's success is dependent on Minnesota not really having a run game right now, or does it matter?
1: I don't know that it's going to matter all that much because yeah. I'm pretty sure they ran the ball well against the Cardinals, and he still had 11 catches for 120-some yards and a touchdown. I, th- I think he's... Matchup proof, game script proof, I think he's going to get at least, you know, probably right around 10 targets just about every game, no matter if they're up, down, chasing points, whatever. I I think he's as safe as it comes.
0: Yep. Now, like I said, it is surprising. I, I mentioned it a little earlier on. It is surprising that Arizona's pass defense is pretty decent this year, as bad as they played, and they're probably one of the worst teams in the NFL, but they've only given up one score to wide receivers this year. Um, which was week uh, last week actually, so um, you know that's that's something to think about at least. But uh, we'll see how it goes.
1: And and the Jets have been awful covering the slot. I mean they've given up double digit fantasy point games to Golden Tate week one, Albert Wilson week two, Jarvis Landry week three. Week four was the Jaguars. Uh, that would be D.D. Westbrook's big game. And week five, Emmanuel Sanders had over ten. Last week, Chester Rogers had over 10. So, I mean, they give up double-digit fantasy points to the slot. Thielen's probably going to have another huge game.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, I do like Tyreek Hill a lot. He's in my top five. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., that was kind of a weird one for me. Um, I ha- I'm ranking him a lot lower than a lot of the expert consensus. I have him at 10 overall among the wide receivers. Uh I mean it's all just boils down to I mean, I know some wide receivers are kind of, you know offense proof, you know, like they're gonna score and, and they're gonna they're gonna do their thing no matter how bad the team sucks. But man, this team really sucks and he's suffering. You agree? Eli
1: here, Eli is horrible. <laughs> I can't trust anything about the Giants offense, not named Saquon Barkley. He's yeah. he's two hopping the ball to his receivers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, ten targets uh to Odell Beckham last week six receptions for 44 yards. Now Beckham is going to have him have his games and he's going to break out for a you know a, a long touchdown here and there. I mean week 5 he had 131 yards and a touchdown. So it's not like he's over and he's done, but I just don't trust him week to week. I can't. I mean yep. one week he has 100 receiving yards, the next week he has 50, then 109, then 60, then 131, then 40. It's like yeah. when do you when do you you know you obviously you have to start them week to week if you have them but
1: that's not the consistency you want with someone that you drafted probably no. in the first round or no, no, early no second
0: problem. right exactly so we uh i i put him that low because of that uh some of the other guys i have ranked and you could stop me uh if you want to talk about any of these guys uh i have allen robinson just inside my top 20 at 19 i have ty hilton ranked right after him I'm just not a huge believer in Andrew Luck. And actually, Andrew Luck has been passing the ball better week to week uh, as the season progressed. But I don't think he's going to get that much better where T.Y. Hilton is going to be a huge asset to the fantasy football community.
1: Where did you say you had Allen Robinson? I'm sorry.
0: At 19 overall.
1: Do not tell Armando that because then you're going to need to rank Taylor Gabriel at least 18th or higher.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. In our chat, uh, Armando is professing his love to – uh, Gabriel.
1: And Chester Rogers, I can't wait to hear where he's got him ranked.
0: (laughs) Uh, So yeah, looking at T.Y. Hilton, uh, let's see. I mean, the games that he has played, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just making sure I have the right stats here. Uh, The games that T.Y. Hilton has played, uh, you know, he's getting pretty consistent targets, right around 10 targets a game. Um, He just hasn't been that huge boom player that we expect him to be. Um, and, and I think that's mostly because of Andrew, how Andrew Luck is playing.
1: Yeah, he's still not really pushing the ball down the field all that much, and that's that's where T.Y. Hilton scores. He gets those yep. long chunk plays, and, and if he's not throwing the ball down the field, he's not going to get those.
0: Right. Now, Doug Baldwin is back and healthier, and I actually might bump him up a couple spots. I'm at 28 uh, behind guys like Marvin Jones and John Brown and Josh Gordon. I may bump it. Uh, Doug Baldwin up a little bit. I'll keep tweaking these week to week. By the way, everybody, so uh, you could keep checking back these rankings, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to update them at least a couple times a week, uh, just adjusting them little by little, uh, so you guys have an up to date uh, list of you know what's going on, how how I'm thinking here. Uh, Corey Davis was another weird one that I had to rank. I put him at 31. Uh, I have Demaryius Thomas at 32, Julian Edelman at 33, and Calvin Ridley at 34 just to give you an idea. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Amari Cooper I have at 37. Quincy Nunwa, I have at 41. So I'm kind of going down the list a little bit here just so you guys have a good idea. Um, One guy that I do like a lot better than the Consensus, and maybe you could tell me a little bit about him, uh, MVS.
1: Yes, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Go back, go. (laughs) <laughs> he he started the game off with a bang last night. He had a big, I think it was sixty yards on yeah, one of the first yeah. plays of the game. Yep. Um, and Aaron is starting to starting to trust him a little bit more. Um, he really benefited from Allison and Cobb being injured. Um, they're coming back now, so I'm not real sure how he's going to be used. But Randall Cobb, I, I hope he takes his spot because Cobb looked slow when yeah, he was I mean- healthy.
0: If there is ever such thing as a wide receiver handcuff, th- this would be like the biggest wide receiver handcuff in football oh, 100%, right now. One hundred percent,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: It's pretty crazy to think like yeah, if there's because he most of the time you know if you have a wide receiver four filling in for a wide receiver three, it's like okay you know he's going to be out there, but in this case it's like if he's playing, he's going to he's going to make an impact. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, it's usually had- not the case, but. You know, right. for an Aaron Rodgers offense, you know, exp- you can you can expect things like that.
1: The last two games with both of them missing, uh, he's got a total of sixteen targets, over one hundred seventy yards, and a touchdown. So he's definitely in the wide receiver three range. Um, if one or both of them misses time.
0: All right. Uh, one last guy I want to mention. And by the way, um, on Twitter preseason, I put out my top ten wide receiver lists and I guess I should probably look that up just to kind of compare where the rest of the season is. But uh, some of the guys I got flack for was ranking Mike Evans so low in my top ten. I think I had Mike Evans at nine, and people were bashing me on that. Uh, I had Michael Thomas as my number three wide receiver preseason. I have him two rest of season now, so I don't think that was too crazy. Nope. And I had Devontae Adams. I think I had him around five preseason, and I'm at six rest of the season now. So. Uh, I'm staying pretty consistent, and uh, I think I don't know. I'm, I'm willing. I, I'm excited to see my grade, my draft grade, uh, by Fantasy Pros, because I'm an expert ranker in Fantasy Pros now too. So I'm um, <laughs> I'm anxious to see my draft grade uh, when the season's all done, because I think I did pretty well in wide receivers this year. Sure, but, sounds um, like it. Yeah, at least at least my top ten. I think. I mean, uh, actually, that's uh, gonna take me too long to look it up. Uh, <laughs> but, anyways. So uh, I think that is about it. And also I have tight end and the flex is kind of uh, put in there. I have standard PPR and half point PPR on this list that you guys can filter through. Um, I will keep adjusting. If you guys see something that just looks odd that shouldn't be there, uh, shoot me an email because I make mistakes. Um, You know, if like, I don't know if you have, if you see somebody like, I don't know, I have Paul Perkins in there, but (laughs) maybe I should take Paul Perkins out. Probably but the he's best. like he's like two hundred and forty something ranked, so I want. Hey, he might come 200. back. You never know. Hey, I hedge my bets, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, again, and also, uh, don't forget we have DFS and Dynasty podcast that goes out uh, once or twice or three times or four times a week. I don't know because I really don't keep up. I'll be honest with you. But uh, John, Austin, and Steven host that. Our talented contributors. Um, so make sure you check out that feed. It's called DFS and Dynasty. Uh, Just search it on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Um, We will be recording more and more. Sorry for the absence uh, last week or two. Just crazy stuff has been happening, like I mentioned. And um, I think that is about it. We do have the $5 lineups, uh, DFS lineups. You go to our site, there's a little button. Uh, Every week you can get, uh, I think we probably do, what, maybe 8 to 10 or 12 different lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings for you guys to choose from. Uh, you get it all for uh, five dollars a week, so that's pretty exciting. Check that out. Um, if you want to be a part of Eat Nation, you could do all that. There's tons of stuff you can do. So, uh, we appreciate you listening and following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff. JJ, where can everybody find you if if they found you interesting?
1: If you find me interesting, you can find me on Twitter at jjgosh. It's super difficult, just like everybody else in ESF. It's <laughs> Literally, it's at J-J-G-O-S-H. So go follow JJ. me, troll me, whatever you want to do. Let's have some fun.
0: A name so nice, they named them twice. <laughs> for Dale DeMa and J.J. Again, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be talking to you very soon. Take care.